Welcome to today's episode, which brings you the latest insights and analysis on the ever-evolving world of real estate. In this episode, we will dive into the current state of the real estate market here in July of 2023, a year that has brought unprecedented shifts and transformations to this industry. From emerging trends and housing preferences to the impact of different events, we'll explore the key factors shaping the landscape of buying and selling in real estate today. Join us as we unveil the opportunities and challenges that lie ahead, empowering you with the knowledge to navigate this exciting and dynamic market for 2023 and beyond. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Welcome to the Financial Mirror and thanks for joining me today as we continue to work to improve the one thing you can control yourself. Here at the Financial Mirror, it's not about the numbers and spreadsheets alone, but about transforming and educating you on money so you can make smarter financial decisions. If this is your first time joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, thank you and don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a five-star review and a written comment as both go a long way in spreading this information to more and more listeners. Today's episode, we are going to hop right into talking about real estate. We've been talking about real estate over the past few weeks. We've you know, had an uh, interview guest where we got to talk about uh, different real estate investing strategies. And you know, and Kyle, he uses uh, house hacking for real estate investing. If you missed that episode, go back and tune into that one to see how he is doing with that, how maybe you can leverage that for real estate investing. We've talked about how to get started with real estate investing. Today, I kind of want to highlight uh, what is happening with home prices. Uh, sort of, we're on this roller coaster of this ever-evolving market of real estate. People don't really know what to expect, um, uh, and and it's just it's a very very interesting time when it comes to real estate. Uh, next week, we are going to have the final episode of this series where we will go into. I'll give you some firsthand experience of what it's like. Uh, many people are wanting to invest. Like we talked, like I said, I talked about with Kyle about house hacking, and that's one investment strategy. I want to give you uh, another taste of how you can invest, uh, and I can. I'm going to walk through some firsthand experience with investing, uh, more of a distance, right, and how you can do that. Uh, the the pros and cons of doing it, and and how you can you can leverage that if that's something that you're interested in especially if you live in a market that's anyways we'll get into we'll get into that next week I don't I don't want to I don't want to ruin the surprise I got to keep you coming back you know what I mean so today we I, I really want to make sure that we go over what today's market is kind of doing what it looks like what you can expect and and how to navigate what is going on today right as we talk about with investing, uh, because real estate can be an investment, uh, it, it is an investment, whether it be because there, there you have this portfolio that you're trying to create of real estate investments, or you're just investing in your personal residence, your primary residence. 
they're all investments. So just remember, I use this term roller coaster because in, in, because that's what it is. It is a roller coaster. But the thing about it is just like in stock investing, just like in mutual fund investing, just like in all these different other types of investing, they're all just like roller coasters. Dave Ramsey says it best. The only person that gets hurt in a roller coaster is the one that jumps off, right? If you're in the middle of the roller coaster ride and you jump off, everyone else is going to be safe more than likely, except for you. I do want to tell you, uh, we were just driving through town and they had a fair. I have this like, I don't want to say it's a phobia, but I just have this like logical thinking where I don't like fairs, like any kind of like city or town or county fair or anything like that. I don't like it for the rides. I will never get on the rides because I have this, this mindset that there are like engineers that put together roller coasters. There are engineers that go in and they, they, they set up these massive, like entertainment, you know, enthusiasts, like ride type things like a six flags or a universal studios or something like that. There's engineers that go in and put, you know, tons of time into <laughs> setting up these rides and I'm willing to get on those. You know, because there's 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 thought, there's time, there's investment that's put into that. When it comes to a fair, those things like you see the truck show up one day, and then like that night, like the all the rides are up, and you're like, whoa! If you put that up in like 15 minutes, I don't trust it to get on it. Like when I buy something, like when I buy this is a total rant, but when I buy like a piece of furniture like that I've got to put together, um, there's a chance that I just forget a bolt or something, you know. <laughs> And there's a chance if you throw that that fare up in like 15 minutes that someone forgot a bolt or something. So uh, I say all that to say that that I don't trust fares, and that has nothing to do with home prices, um, unless you're you know I don't know I can't even connect the two. So uh, just know I don't do fares. It's one more thing that you get to know about me. But all in all, just know that the real estate market is on a roller coaster. Don't jump off. That's the only people that get hurt. Okay, don't jump off. So. I want to first start off with sort of an overview of the current real estate market. Um, currently, you know, it's weak. It's weak overall, thanks to higher interest rates on mortgages. You know, home prices are still, you know, slightly elevated. And there is a, as there's been for years, there's a constrained housing inventory. Inflation's not helping. And that's where I want to kind of start today, right? History proves, and this is on, this is, a, I pulled this slide because, I wanted to make sure that you understood this. We're going to hear, you're going to hear more talks about recession in the coming weeks, in the coming months, you're going to hear more talks about recession. Uh, some people will tell you are, we are already in a recession. Some people will tell you that we just came out of a recession and we may go into another one. There's tons of information out there, but what I want to tell you is this history proves a recession does not mean a housing crisis. Okay. A recession does not directly equate to a housing crisis. So don't think that, okay? Don't think that. Don't connect that dot. Don't, like, that does not mean anything, right? That does not mean anything. Now, was there a recession and a housing crisis in 2008? Sure, 100%, right? Like, 100% there was. But that does not, there have been tons of recessions that have not equated to a housing crisis. So don't connect those two, first and foremost. Don't connect those two. So when you start hearing recession and you're in the middle of like thinking about buying a house, like don't let that stop you if you have lined up everything else to buy a home, okay? Now, 
the the fed uh the federal funds rate has hovered around you know near zero in march of 2022 that's kind of what it was at that rate is now at about a five 5.25 so you can see there's been a drastic change in the federal funds rate okay that does not directly equate to a higher mortgage rate but indirectly it affects mortgage rates so you you've we've seen that we've seen that over the past you know year we've seen mortgage rates just going up right and they've kind of like gone up a lot um and that rate that 5 to 5.25 is not stopped yet there's new projections that say that that federal funds rate could get as high as 5.6 by the end of 2023 now what does all this mean i don't like to talk in numbers i like to tell you what does it mean well on july the 6th uh rates hit 6.81% on july the 6th that's the highest that mortgage rates, that's mortgage rate, 6.81%. So if rates get above 7% again, it's going to be hard to imagine a housing market that is going to significantly improve anytime soon. It's just going to be hard to imagine. 91% of borrowers currently have mortgage rates below 6 and 82% of homeowners are sitting on rates below 5 Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And we're now seeing, like I said, rates hitting 6.81% on July the 6th. So there are going to, it's going, this is going to make it hard for many to want to move on to a new home anytime soon. Here's a, a, a chart of sort of mortgage rates forecast for the next 90 days. Um, so you can see, uh, you know, the high in 2022 was a 7.08 back in November. Um, that was you know, the highest. And now we're at, like I said, we're sitting around a 6.25 ish. Uh, don't quote me. I'm not a, a, a mortgage or a, a, a loan officer or, or a loan originator. I don't keep up with these. I don't really track them to the T kind of just keep up with the ballparks here, but you can see that the projection is kind of flatlining, kind of coming down uh, over the next few months. Um, but that 6.5 ish is, is kind of normal. Um, and is going to, is going to continue to, to come down. And like I said, we may see a 6.25, uh, 6% in our near future, right. Uh, consistently, but this is just a part, a part of the puzzle, right? It really is. It's really just a part mortgage rates is just a part that are keeping people from wanting to, move on to new homes or move, you know, into a new spot in their life. Uh, it's just a piece of the puzzle, right? So what's the other things that are influencing it besides mortgage rates? Well, the biggest thing is inventory. Inventory. Uh, inventory is, you can see here month over month, this is from February. Our national average is negative 6.1% change month over month in inventory. That's pretty big, right? It's a pretty big change. Our low housing inventory has been a challenge since 2008. Uh, that's kind of when, when that housing bubble happened, there was a huge change in the um, construction of new homes, kind of dropped. That left housing inventory at very, very low points. Um, and then new sales, uh, home sales are, are jumping. And that is a good sign, right? That's a good sign. It's a good sign for our inventory because our inventory is low. Inventory is very low, um, very short on homes. And you got to think about it. There are millions of people that are that are wanting to buy a home, but they can't. 
Um, and that's not, I, and, I, and I say this nicely, um, but it's not completely, the reason why a lot of people can't buy homes is not exactly, like you can't say, well, I can't buy a home because there's not one available. Like you, you can look around, you can see plenty of homes that are available to buy. The problem is, is that when you have this like lower inventory, you have more people that are fighting over the same home. And with the median price of a home right now to buy sitting around 400,000, that is making the bar for entry into home buying very difficult for a lot of families. Very difficult. 400,000. Um, that is a, a very, very high bar for people that are trying to get into a home. So that's just a part, right? Like you've got the rates and you've got the inventory, but that like demand that supply and demand piece is making this very difficult for people to buy homes. Um, and that's something that I want you to think about. I want you to really think about that. Like home prices are completely driven off of supply and demand. Like you saw that, you saw that when when there was that huge home price surge uh, during COVID, you had this huge demand for homes and we already had a low supply and we still have a low supply. Is the demand dropping? Sure, people are, the recession is is making people less hesitant to buy, um, but that is not stopping people from buying. People are still buying homes. And so, but you can see how that correlation happens when people just were like, I mean, literally fighting over homes, people could charge whatever they wanted and they were selling it. <laughs> I mean, they were charging anything they wanted and they were selling these things like it, it was nuts. Um, but, you know, that's starting to, to, to simmer down, right? That's starting to simmer down. People are not able to do that. Um, and so now we are starting to see a lower demand, um, but there is still a, we're still at a historic low for housing inventory for housing inventory is going to be the driving factor behind when, when will our prices begin to flatline or really come back is going to be once we're at a, a, a moderate level of inventory where there's just not people just going crazy over homes. Now, another factor that has really affected home prices. So we, we talked, like I said, mortgage rates are, are affecting people's willingness to, to move on and buy. That's one factor. Supply and demand, uh, that supply is really still low. Uh, demand still slightly high. Uh, so that's impacting, that's a factor that's influencing some home pricing. Um, but the other thing, and this is probably something you're seeing in your area, is after COVID, there was this huge shift in how people work. Um, there was a sort of, during COVID, as you remember, uh, there was a lot of push toward, you know, not being around each other. So that pushed more businesses to work remote. Uh, people that were living in higher cost of living areas, um, they were moving to lower cost of living areas. And that was a factor. And then other people just didn't like how their state was handling COVID. So they were like, you know what, this isn't where I want to be. So they moved. Um, but all of this movement, like all of these, like used to like, let's just think back. This is a factor that's influencing home prices in your area. Um, used to, you could think off the top of your head, like highest cost of living or, or highest home valued areas. And you could think of them, the New York's, New York's, San Francisco's, the Los Angeles, like Honolulu, things like that. That's kind of changed. There are markets 
that now those have gone up, but those have, have also sort of flatlined. There's these other areas like the Austin, Texas's, uh, some, some of the various parts of Florida, some of the various parts of Texas, like, like Katy, Texas, Austin, Texas, things like that. These outskirts, um, are, are really starting to, to boom. Right. And it's, and it's all due to the fact these are, you know, moderately lower cost of living areas and people are wanting to get to them during this COVID thing. When people had a chance to work remote, they're like, I can make this like high cost of living area salary but I can go and utilize it in a lower cost of living area so I can have more money. I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. So when that happened though, what we saw was that a lot of these lower cost of living areas were getting impacted because those people, those communities couldn't afford to to live there, right? Because these other people are driving up the cost of their homes. So now these smaller communities are trying to buy homes and they can't. Because they don't make as much money as these other people that are coming in, right? And so now when you go in to buy a home, you're competing against someone else that has a much higher salary than you that can offer much more down, that can offer much more, uh, you know, they can pay more for the home than what you could. And that, you know, that was your community that you were living in. And and I mean, everybody has the right to live where they want. So if they want to move in there and, and, and drive up the cost of living in your area, I mean, they, you know, it, it, it sucks, but it's, it's facts of life, right? So that's just another factor. But you can see on the screen that um, 34% said their move over COVID was related to COVID-19. Some said it was money related as a result of COVID-19. Some said that it was for a job. Uh, some said it was for 42% said affordable housing was a deciding factor in their decision to move right? Affordable housing. So they go to those communities with those lower cost of living areas with those more affordable homes. Um, they may take their higher salary with them. So these are just a couple of things, but these are, this is a factor that's influencing pricing and this is still happening. This is all still happening. And that's the thing. So when you add mortgage rates and you add the low, 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 low inventory of homes at low supply, and then you, all these other little outside factors, you can see why this market is a roller coaster. These prices are a roller coaster. There's so many little twists and turns and, and crannies that are happening. And you can see why it's going nuts, right? Like people don't know when that next drop off is going to happen, when that next uprise is going to happen. Like it's unpredictable, totally volatile, right? So this is this is an area that that we that we see. But as I stated previously, interest rates are are really like really impacting people's like a not ability, but how they think about home buying currently. So they, you kind of fall into two categories. A, people, you know, they want to leave their home to move somewhere else, but they don't want to pick up the higher interest rate, right? Because they're going to, like I said, like almost 80% of people have a below a 5%. You think they want to jump into a 6.5%? I doubt it. B, you have people that are wanting to buy a home, but they don't want to buy it with such a high interest rate right? So you got people that they want to leave their home. They want to sell their home, but they don't want to go and take their, they don't want to go get a higher interest rate to move. Like when they, and when they equate the two, like, do I really want to sell this and go get a home with a higher interest rate? And eh, no, I'll just stay in this home, right? That's affecting people. That's affecting people from putting more supply on the market. Then you have people that want to buy a home, but they don't want to with such a high interest rate. So that's affecting some of the demand, right? Some of the demand. But for every buyer, there's a seller. 
So we kind of need a little bit of both. Um, and, and so that's that's just a thing. But the other piece of the, the puzzle here, the other factor here that, that we have to make sure we also consider is a home is one of the biggest purchases that many will ever make. So with layoffs kind of happening across the country, we're seeing it more and more in, in various industries. That's also leading a lot of people to not want to make that huge purchase and leave their current setup. A lot of people are kind of like they're hunkering down. They just want to stay where they're at, where they're comfortable. They, they have a job, they have a house, they're raising a family, and they kind of just want to get in that routine because if, if more layoffs happen, if something happens that changes their life a little bit, they kind of want to be ready with, with whatever they, they're currently, wherever they're currently at, they kind of want to just stick to that. So that's just another area uh, of, of factoring. Now, this is all, all of this is, is to say that, that these are, these are outside factors. These are not completely in your control, um, semi in your control, but you know, regionally home prices are different. We know that we know that, but people are wanting to go move regionally to various areas because of the fact that they offer lower costs. They do. But we're also going to sh- see a shift in that in those prices as well. Like you're going to see a shift in prices. There are you, you can look at this map. This is a Moody's Analytics map, but this is kind of that expected shift between uh, 2022 and 2024 of Q4. So two years of data here. The blue uh, areas are kind of that positive shift where uh, things are going to kind of grow, um, and then that the red is kind of that that negative shift or things or price are going to drop. So that's kind of the area where we really want to, to look at and see like, what's going on here, but there's not, there's some deep red on here, right? Which are those extreme, you know, decrease in house prices. Um, but home prices are truly regional. They're truly regional. People want to move out of certain like higher cost of living areas and into lower cost of living areas. I took a couple of these down so you can see how broad these are. Manhattan, average home price, 2.4 million. Honolulu, average home price, 1.6 million. <coughs> DC, average home, 1.1 million. Lowest cost, West Virginia, 146,000. Mississippi, 162,000. Oklahoma, 188,000. So you can say like, I said thousands and millions, right? Like there's vast difference. Like regionally, there's vast difference in in the cost of living, right? But there are some notable, notable noticeable changes that are going to happen in home prices. Um, biggest dips that I, I, when researching this, I found was in California and Florida, both having about, in certain areas, about a negative 28% uh, change in home prices projected. And then you had some areas in like, Chattanooga, 8.2% expected to rise. Spokane, Washington's a 9.6% expected to rise. Grand Rapids, Michigan is a 10% uh, expected rise in, in um, home prices. So some other areas that, that may, be, may be beginning to grow, but you can see this roller coaster, negative 10 to 10% across the country. Like you're just going to have this roller coaster of ups and downs across the country. So very important, very important. Now, I want you to remember this, and 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 um, no, this was a slide. Sorry, I I, I jumped over the slide, but you can see cities are, are are across the country that gained lost movers during coronavirus. This was just a little slide that showed you some of the various areas. 
huge drop off in the amount of people. 110,000 people left New York, New York. 43,000 left Brooklyn, New York. 31,000 left Chicago. 27,000 left San Francisco. 26,000 left LA. You can see crazy numbers. <clears throat> but here's what I kind of wanted to show you. Experts do expect market conditions to shift in favor of buyers by the end of 2023. What does this mean? What does this mean? Prices are pulling back across the country, um, but affordability is still what's keeping many from buying. So median sale prices are down, but they have began to creep back up since February. What I want to tell you is this, is if you want to buy a house and you can work remotely, um, moving to a lower priced market is something you can consider, right? Many did it. Millions of Americans have already done it. And it's just a way that you can begin to live a life um, a little bit easier, right? A little bit, a little bit cheaper to live in. Um, it's it's worth it if that's something you can do. Um, the biggest thing, if you're a buyer and you're thinking about buying, <coughs> the biggest thing that you can do is figure out how much house you can afford, and don't go over that. Remember, as interest rates go up, you can afford less home. Remember that an interest rate affects how much home you can buy, right? It truly affects how much home you can buy. You need to make sure that how much home you're buying is an amount that you can afford. Now, that's the biggest thing for me is, is if you're a buyer and you want to buy, don't let these like roller coaster of prices and interest rates and all that affect you. Just buy a home that you can afford. That's it. Like just buy a home you can afford. Now, if you're a seller and you're kind of wanting to capitalize before this like shift in favor of buyers happens or potentially happens, right? Like this isn't a set in stone, but if you're a, if you're selling, hire an agent. Hire an agent. Don't try to do it on your own first off because the key to selling right now is as we're at this like this like in between of like a buyer seller market type thing, the biggest thing you can do is if you're selling, hire an agent because homes that are priced right are the ones that are getting the attention. Others are just like sitting on the market. They're just they're just adding to that days on market stat and making that go higher. That's the number one thing you can do. Number two is prep your home. Prep your home to sell it. Man, got a, my throat's dry today. Uh, prep your home to sell it. Don't think that you're just going to sell it the way it is. Not everybody wants your chickens on your countertops. Not everybody wants your whatever, wherever, you know, whatever you got in your home. Nobody wants that. Just prep it, make it look good and sell it, right? And sell it. So that's, if you want to buy or sell a home, the pricing, don't let the pricing detract you. If you're ready, do it, do it. It's, um, just do something, set, buy for what you can afford. So if you're selling, hopefully you're buying another home, buy, make sure if you're selling that you're also buying something you can afford, right? Don't upgrade to something you can't afford. Don't don't be in something that you can't afford now. Just upgrade to something that you can't afford. Please keep that in mind. And then the other thing that I wanted to end with today was this. Remember that real estate investing, buying your home is a long-term thing, right? It's a long-term thing. You can see on this screen that between December or around, around mid-2020 and end of 2021, home price growth went up over 15% nationally, right? Nationally. Look before that, years before that, we traditionally stayed around three to 5%. That's normal. Like that's normal. 
So your home not growing at 15% is okay. Like your home should be getting back down to the three to 5%. Bank of America's forecast for 2023 was 5%. If your home grows 5% this year, great. Don't expect 15% every year, right? I think that's the biggest thing that I wanted to leave people with. That your home, if you're if your home's growing in value, like that's awesome. If your home's growing 5% in value year over year, that's even better, right? So remember that and remember that it's a long-term game, right? It's truly a long-term game. Don't think that your house has to grow 15% for it to be worth it. It's not. Just let it grow. The equity in your home going up is worth it, right? Growing that equity is worth it. So that's what I want to leave you with today is that that is what you can do to make this better is just stick to what is important. Long-term game, long-term game. Just know that your house is going to grow in value more than likely. Not all houses grow in value, but most of them. Remember that and remember it's a long-term game. Keep, keep holding, keep paying down that mortgage, get that mortgage paid off and start to enjoy life. But don't let home prices change the way that you do life, right? Like don't let, don't, if you want to buy a house, go buy a house. Let it be a house you can afford and go buy it. This is a roller coaster. Home prices are going to change. You're not going to time the market. You're going to buy a home and next month it may drop in value. Over time, that house more than likely will appreciate. It will grow to be more than you paid for it, right? It will grow to be more than you paid for it. So don't let these crazy prices drive you away from the market or drive you to the market. If you didn't plan on buying a house, don't buy a house. If you plan on buying a house, buy a house you can afford. If you didn't plan on selling your house, don't get caught up in the act of trying to sell it just because everyone else is trying to sell theirs really fast and get get cash out big on this. Just live in your home. Like, Don't let the prices change and dictate the decisions you make. And that's what I want to leave you with. Now, if you are ready to take control of your finances and you need someone to help you out, love to sit down with you and be your financial coach. Just head over to thefinancialmirror.org. Hit book now in the middle of the screen and schedule your free consultation day. If you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, go to my merch page. Uh, You can do that at thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop. Pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in today and listening in. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Drop the thing. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Share this with all of your friends, family, and coworkers. If you're listening to this on podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave five-star review and a written comment. Hope you really got something out of this today. Hope you've gotten some out of this real estate series. Come back next week for that final part of the series. Um, and we will finish, wrap that up as we move into a new topic uh, in the few week, in the coming weeks. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.